Strap in. It's time for the Extra Point, Auburn's best sports talk radio show, Auburn's only sports talk TV show. He better count basketball wins. (laughs) Your three-time nationally nominated sports show. Oh, yeah. And they signed Cody Parkey. SEC champion Cody Parkey. I picked Pitt, and I was right. Your three-time nationally nominated sports show. The guys give you the latest. Penn State by a million. Thank you. John Gruden cried after he traded Khalil Mack, and now he's (laughs) dancing in the locker room, saying he wished he had a disco. Call in at 334-844-9345 to join the debate. My boy got it all locked. You were saying 1,800 yards in this game. I was like, Jared. The X's and O's begin now on Eagle Eye TV and WEGO Radio. The Extra Point, presented by WEGO Sports, where every game lives. And welcome into another edition of Extra Point here on WEGO 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Hello, everybody. Jared Dillon and joining me in the studio is Carter Bird, Devin Foreman, and Jack Hart. We'll go to Carter first. Carter, it is Monday. It is raining. It is 7.01 a.m. So I can't imagine you're doing well, but for the most part, how are you? Doing okay, Jared. I'm ready for a uh, a new week. Well, I hope you're <laughs> hope you're ready for this because this show is going to start off with probably a lot of fireworks. Devin, we'll go over to you. How are you doing today? Oh, it's a great day, even though it's raining. It's a really, really, really great day for me. So, why is it a great day? Just a great day. Just a really, really, really great day. You just don't understand. It's really just a great day, Jerry. You got to come with positive energy when you wake up. I feel that. I mean, it's a lot of lot of things that's going on today. So, hey, I'm just excited to be here and um, just ready to get. I hope it stopped raining, though, around like 12-ish so we can get on the road. But other than that, I'm excited. And Jack Hart, Jack sporting the L.A. Wildcats hat. Big dub last night against the D.C. Defenders. How are you doing today? Doing very well, Jared. Glad to be in the studio. Glad to be out of the cold and the rain and uh, get into some Auburn sports this fine Monday morning. If you want to call in, you can at 334-844-9345. That is 334-844-9345 to join the show. Or you can ask a question in our live TV stream on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Periscope by searching WEGL 91.1 FM. You can ask your question in the live stream. The question will come through here in the studio, and we'll answer your questions live on the show. Now, before we get into anything, uh, I didn't really prepare for the show, to be quite honest. I don't have a rundown. I don't have a fast break. I don't have anything. I see that, Jared. But. uh, What have you been doing, Jared? What have I been doing? Yes, sir. Working, to be quite honest, because i got to pay bills. Yeah, I understand. But. But. it's going to be a kind of a free-form show today as we just get into anything, anything in the sports world. So I'll go ahead and let you guys open it up. What happened this weekend in sports? We can start with Auburn or we can start with more of the, the national side. Well, it was, a, it was a pretty eventful weekend for Auburn sports. Um, I mean, a pretty pretty classic spring weekend for, for Auburn with uh, baseball, basketball, and uh, gymnastics, among a couple others all firing across the uh, three-day span, and uh, I was uh, privileged enough to go to a couple of them, went to the all three baseball games this weekend, and... Uh, uh, poor soul. 
Yeah, and the uh, the, uh, the Tennessee game as well. So a uh, long day on Saturday for me. Uh, but uh, it was a lot of fun going to all those games, and uh, pretty glad the weather held up for the majority of it. It was actually I got a little bit of a sunburn, if you can believe that, on uh, at the Saturday game, just because the the sun was was it was about a twenty degree difference between in the sun and out of the sun. So I was I was appreciative of that that the weather was cooperative, uh, unlike the uh, Auburn baseball bats. But we'll get into it. Yeah, Auburn. Um, we can, we can start with the. Kind of the downside of it. Auburn baseball did not play up to snuff against what people may not realize is a very, 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 very good UCF team that can easily be a two seed in a regional, if not host. They have some lights out pitching. They know how to get strikeouts going into the series. They average thirteen point nine strikeouts per game. I don't know what it is now, but very high. On top of that, they got some big bats, Rathbone, which I think his name and his look very much. Goes together. The dude hit some bombs. They got they had Wingo out there. He got some big plays, and I mean they they just played well. They just played good, solid baseball out there. And Auburn just when Auburn got down, and they usually run a third or fourth inning where Auburn either give up a home run or they give up a big play. When Auburn got down to what always seemed to be three to one in every game, mm-hmm. after that it was just well we're gonna hang on and see what can happen, and uh. It was tough for Auburn. It was the first time that UCF swept a SEC opponent since 2001 versus number 11 Alabama. And on top of that, this is Auburn's uh, first uh, time losing by double digits to a non-Power 5 team since, I believe, March 7th of 2017 when they lost 14-3 to against South Alabama. It's the first time Auburn's been swept at home by like a non-conference team, I think, ever. Yeah, this is not good. It is, well, I mean, once again, you can hang your hat on that it's a good UCF team, and that hopefully, hopefully, uh, you get guys like Stephen Williams back and Kaysen Howell, who did not play this weekend. I, I was told they took BP on Sunday, so it looks like that they should be ready to go for the Tuesday-Wednesday games against Alabama A&M, and if not that, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Is there a little bit of concern? No, no, I take that back. There's no, there's no concern with starting pitching. Is there? It's just they just had some. I didn't love. So I didn't love Jack's performance on Saturday. It was, it was fine. It was good enough. Um, Fitz scared me a little bit. I don't. I'm not going to put that entirely on him because he inherited a couple runners. He was put in a very tough situation and was given right into the gate, the heart of the UCF lineup. Um, it was a shame he got pulled after as good as he pitched last week uh, as a starter in the second game on Saturday. But Tanner did good enough, and then Bailey, I think we all expected what Sunday was going to look like as far as a pin game. I think we all lived through last season. We know what the Sunday games are going to look like. And just looking for a uh, a solid point. But yeah, but T- Tanner held them to three runs. And, I mean, Tanner and Cody, you can't ask for much more for what they, they put out there every Friday. And... Um, it's just going to take a little bit of development to get the the, the Jack uh, Fitz combination to a comparable level of Tanner and Cody, and it's it's just going to take a little while. And unfortunately, this this UCF team got up, was ready for this series in a way that Auburn wasn't, and kind of couldn't be with the way that their offense was looking. And I think as far as the offense goes, this Auburn offense 
is very close to being very good. They just need a little bit of a spark to get going because I think especially in that Saturday game, they were so close to tying it at the end, first of all, but very close to getting within striking distance for the majority of the the time UCF was in their bullpen. I think Auburn ended up leaving, I think if you count the the three they left stranded uh, to end the game with the bases loaded, I think they left 10 runners on base because they had seven going into the ninth. And in, in, a, in a four-run game, that's just unacceptable, especially when UCF, I think, had three or four left on base. Here is a stat for the whole series. Do you want to guess out of 57 at-bats with the runners on what Auburn batted out of 57 attempts? 147. I can't do math in my head like that. <laughs> All right, uh, like you want me to say one, one, four? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I bet they had six hits. I was gonna say three. They had seven. Mm. Auburn was seven for fifty-seven in the series with the runners on, not in scoring position, just on base. Mm-hmm. That's and- tough. It's 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 hard to. Produce offensively like that, and it showed as they put up one, three, and two runs respectively I mean, in in the the weekend series. And they Wo- left twenty five guys on base. Woley definitely struggled, just trying to find his rhythm on offense. Uh, Judd Ward, leadoff batter at least for this series, definitely struggled. I think I want to say he leads the team in strikeouts. I believe he's up to eleven or twelve now. Um, they did some well, shit. He, he had four on the weekend. Uh, I mean, I think Connor Davis is probably close. So it's they're, they're, they're both up there. Connor had four. Woley had six this weekend. It was tough. I mean, and once again, UCF team that knows how to get strikeouts. Uh, but your leadoff batter having 10 or 11 strikeouts, not great. Uh, they did some shifting around, I believe, off the top of my head. Scheffler moved to the third hole on Sunday, followed by Davis and then Woley. Mm-hmm. So they did some shifting around in the lineup. Didn't seem like it helped much. But, yeah, that, that's kind of what Auburn's been trying to go through. You saw some other younger guys out there. You saw I believe Brody Moore hit ninth yesterday. Yeah, Brody Moore was really the only – positive thing for the Auburn offense yesterday. Yeah. Um, I really liked the performance he was putting on. And uh, Ryan Bliss is always probably one of the most consistent hitters. I mean, he's not going to hit it out of the park every time, but he is what gets the offense going. And really unfortunate for Auburn yesterday. They had a lot of really hard-hit balls, a lot of not even fly-outs to right field, but some just on a rope out to the to the field that just fell right in the glove of uh, the UCF outfielders. And there was even a... Uh, a laser right to the second baseman that could have driven in a run. And it ended up turning two. So it, it was a game of inches on Sunday, and the score, is, I don't want to say it, it, it's misleading because UCF definitely dominated the game, but there, a couple ball bounces the other way, and it is more of like a 7-2 to two game. And maybe Auburn gets, a, gets a, another run here or there. But the offense has got to improve if Auburn wants to compete on any kind of level, especially when we're seeing – what the other SEC schools are doing, especially, I mean, we saw Florida this weekend speaks for itself. Yeah, well, Florida's now won 32 of the last 40 against Miami. Something like, no, 32 of the last 38 against Miami, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because they swept them. 
Uh, they went to number one and swept them. Yeah. That tells you all, all you need to know about Ten- Tennessee. This Florida team. Tennessee took down number 15 Stanford yesterday, and days before that, or weeks before that, they took down number three Texas Tech. So the SEC teams are coming out firing right now. Auburn just happened to stumble, and I think Auburn will get back on it, but it's going to take time. Thankfully, yeah. they have this week, this uh, mid-week it, series against a and Poor UIC gets swept in a four-game series by Auburn and turns around and gets swept the next weekend by Vanderbilt. Yeah. Man, their scheduler does not like them. <laughs> he must be trying to lose his job. Um, I think, yeah, looking ahead a little bit, um, Auburn's going to, yeah, they're going to play their, ne- their next couple of series are against Rice, Wright State and Chicago State um, coming up on their weekend series. And then at the end of spring break, they open up conference play against A&M, which is, I mean, if you're in the SEC, that's about as good of a straw as you can pull for your, I mean, they're still a ranked team, but everyone in the SEC is, except for uh, maybe two or three choice exceptions. So if you're Auburn, you just want to be counting your blessings that you're starting with A&M and not having Florida's bus roll up. Yeah, so, I mean, for Auburn, it would be nice for them to take one game from UCF, but I'll I'll say this, it's a UCF team that I don't want to see in postseason. I don't think anybody wants to see in postseason. Uh, so if somebody down the road says, yeah. hey, I hope we get UCS regional so we can get some revenge, tell them they don't want that. Yeah, and especially with, with this, this pitching core that UCF rolled out over the weekend. I was very impressed by that, especially their Sunday guy. I believe Joe Sheridan was his name that came out on the bomb on Sheridan. Sunday. He, he looked amazing through five or six, which is something you rarely see in college baseball. It's, it's someone on a Sunday, which is usually a pin game, someone pretty much dominating and fanning guys. Uh, into and past the fifth inning. So props to UCF for um, what they brought this weekend, and uh, hopefully Auburn can pick it up and bounce back against a little bit of some lesser opponents the coming weeks. I believe Greg Lovelady, the head coach for UCF, now moves to 25-26 and 26 versus ranked opponents, which for a program that's non-Power 5, that's in the state of Florida, where I, they, they play Florida and Florida State and Miami a lot. That's a pretty good record, I got to say. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to head to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have more of the extra point here on WGL 91.1 and Eagle Eye TV. And welcome back inside the Extra Point here on WEG on 91.1 and Eagle Eye TV. Hello, everybody. Jared Dillon joining me in the studio is Carter Bird, Devin Foreman, and Jack Hart. Well, let's give a quick shout-out to our golf teams first because that was on our mind during the commercial break. That way I don't forget about them when I go into my rant. Uh, so the men and women's team both won their respective tournaments. The men out in Wyoming, I guess. Wyoming Desert Intercollegiate. <laughs> nice. Where, the, where were the women at? Oconee. The Lake Oconee Invitational. That'd be in Georgia. Okay, I was about to say, I don't know where Lake Oconee <laughs> is at. So, And uh, they played very well. The men won by 18. The women won by 26. Shout out to them. Which I really much I can say. After and that. we had 
We had a girl, Megan Schofield, uh, won the individual title. Okay. She went four under for the tournament. Nice. Uh, I don't have my resident golf expert, Jacob Hillman, in here, although I just simply talked about Tiger Woods the whole time. So I really can't, you know. Good job for them. Bring home some hardware. Yeah. At least, you know, there's a little bit of light on the end of this tunnel that is Auburn Sports. We even got into basketball, which thankfully came back and won against Tennessee. Uh, Softball, which at least they got a trip. And on top of that, uh, what was the other sport I'm thinking about? Oh, man. Gymnastics. (laughs) What? That's so negative. Well, <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I negative. don't know what do you want me to say. That was so negative. Every man. time we play those Pac-12 schools, everyone yeah. up at the press box was like, "Well, I, I hope yeah. I hope they finish the game." <laughs> what do you want me to say? If you're gonna call in, you can at three three four eight four four nine three forty five. That is three three four eight four four nine three forty five to join the show, or ask a question on our live stream on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, and YouTube, and we'll answer it live on the show. Let's go ahead and get into what we've all been waiting for weeks for. All right. It is the start. This is D-Day. Carter, don't roll your eyes at me. This is the day. This is draft day. The Extra Point All-Star Game is six days away. We are all in the draft pool. And thankfully, your two captains for this game are Devin Foreman and myself. So, Devin. Yeah. For some odd reason, you made a trade the other day. Yeah, and I, I just gotta point out what you did here. So you traded your first and fourth pick just so I would not draft J.P. Williams and Davis Carroll. Yeah, I just want to play with my friends. That's all. I have to do anything possible to play with my friends. I got you. I got you on that. I guess Jack and I aren't your friends. Oh no, no, it ain't that. It ain't. It ain't that. <laughs> We're not as ball friends. It's different. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's a little bit different. Carter, you know if you if it was anything else, you know, you my guy. You my so, guy. The extra point all star game six days away on Sunday, March fifth at five PM, where your favorite personalities go head to head in a basketball game. I think the final vote tally was Devin with two hundred and twenty three votes and myself with two hundred and eighteen votes. Uh the person in third place was hundred votes behind. So run away with that because of the weird draft order i will have the first four picks and we'll get to that in this segment of the show and then after the 7 30 time slot we will see our next four picks as well so here will be my first four picks in the draft Devin, i hope you are ready for this okay as you already know my first pick in the extra point all-star draft will be bay marks who will be the leader of my team. I'm going to build around him. My second pick in this draft will be your worst nightmare. It'll be the guy that will lock you down. It'll be the guy that will make sure that you don't score any points, and that'll be Hayden Desmond. Okay. My third pick, I'm going bigs now, will be my big center, Chris DeBias. Okay. And then my fourth pick will be Carter Bird. Carter, welcome to the team. <laughs> Who is the first pick? Bay. Ah. Who do you think? What? <laughs> oh, oh. You okay? He went for the tail. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. 
Okay. Yeah. Not upset. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like like I told you, Garrett. I don't. I don't. Just. Don't be Garrett. I, 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 it, the J came out as a G on accident. Okay. Um. I don't care enough to get upset about the draft. Okay. <laughs> Those are the first four picks, this Devin. Over. <laughs> we'll we'll get into this guy funny. Your next pick, my two picks, and your next pick on the other side of the break. But so far, that is what we are looking at now. Let's move over to Auburn basketball versus Tennessee. I'm going to be honest, because I had to work baseball that same day, I didn't get to watch much of the game. Did you think that we had lost to, like, like J- Joe Lenardi on the <laughs> Missouri-Arkansas game? I Where he pipes in for his bracketology update and said, and we haven't even started talking about Tennessee, who had a big win at Auburn and is now squarely on the, on the bubble. I saw us down by 17. In the looking through the glass into the other control room, I saw us, you know, losing by 17. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, whatever. And then I just immediately, I just immediately just cut off from it. I was like, I'm not going to watch anymore. And then when everybody was telling me that Auburn was coming back, I was denying it. In my head, I wanted us to be down because I felt like. We're somehow gonna come back, you know what I'm saying? Like, here's the first rule about Auburn sports: don't have hope. All right, you have to abandon all hope for Auburn to come back and win. So I had to abandon hope. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I'm two for two in abandoning all hope this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then Auburn came. What back were the and other won. two? Ole Miss and. Well, I'm two for two, so there's only one other one, but it was LSU. If it, don't if you could go back in time. Don't go back in time to halftime at LSU because I will not talk to you. <laughs> Wait, so you didn't have been a hope against Ole Miss or Arkansas? Ole Miss, um, I couldn't be bothered to abandon all hope because I was doing homework. I really only started watching the game until uh, when we were actually back in it. Arkansas, we were fine. We never got down big in that game. We were just letting them stay in it, you know? I thought we were going to pull away. I didn't. It, it took an extra frame, but we did. We never had a coach win a second time there. I don't know how. I don't understand your confidence level there. Look, Jack just does Jack things. I didn't. I wasn't like, oh yeah, it's a lock. But I wasn't like, well, this is over. <laughs> so Auburn big win against Tennessee, coming back from seventeen points down, erase that deficit. Uh, I think the highlight of the game is definitely. Uh, Jalen Williams. They will. Yeah. His off-the-backboard dunk that energized the crowd. and He also had a put-back dunk over everybody. Hey, can I say something? Go for it. He's going to say what I've been saying for weeks. <laughs> I wasn't impressed. With who? <laughs> the team in general. I wasn't. I, I really don't. I wasn't impressed that's, at all. That's not what I was going to say. But <laughs> I wasn't impressed at all. Like, Explain. I really think I need to stop watching them now. I think I just need to stop watching and just let it be. Because I, every time I watch them, it's just, I don't know. I wasn't impressed at all. It was just the fact that, you know, it just seemed, I don't know. It's just not is it, right. is it that Auburn 
It's not right. I don't know what it is. I can't really put a finger on it. Is, is it that each game you go into, there's an expectation and Auburn just flies just under that expectation like bar? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think my expectations are just a, a tad high. So I might, I might to bring it down just a tad. I might feel a little bit about it. But I really wasn't impressed at all. Tennessee had the whole entire game had one score. The whole entire game, really. And he practically dominated the whole entire game. Well, it's better than Auburn, who for, what, 26 minutes had basically no scores because they couldn't put the orange ball in the red hoop. <laughs> hey, that's hard. Especially when you have oven mitts for hands. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, Auburn's high score in the game, when Auburn was down 17, I think he had six points. And then he dropped 16 in the last 1435. The quietest 16 you you've ever seen, dude. Because you look up at the uh, at the video board in the at the end of the game, and you're like, he's shooting two free throws right now to go, uh, or to score 22 to go up seven and cover the six and a half point spread. How did this happen? Who did it? Samir. Samir. Daddy, daddy. Samir. I'm gonna just. I need Samir to be a little bit more aggressive. I need Samir to pass the ball. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you, I can say that. I mean, it was a couple of times where he was. I, I really felt there was some selfish, some selfish ones. But I, think, I mean, I, 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 I think, think he got he, frustrated. And I, I, think he I, I get where he come from, though. I get where he come from because you know you're down, and like you said, he was the only one in the second half that was really able to get a shot off. Well, and it was I Cambridge it, hit a couple big shots. Jalen hit a, co- a couple big shots, and it allowed. I mean, Cambridge and Jalen were the reason why we won the game. Yeah. It doesn't show on the stat sheet because you look at it and you're like, oh, well, if Samir isn't a kind of Bald. diet version of Jordan <laughs> Bowden who torched us in the first half. And then we finally started guarding him really, really yep. tight in the in the last 14 minutes, and you didn't really see him do as much. Hey, Bruce needs to say some of these speeches for but later, like, I think that man, this man, that man, running out of material. This man, that man is full of endless speeches. I'm we not need, worried about him. We need him to hold song just a okay, little bit. I, yeah. I also got to say that I'm, I'm now on the, on the train. I that they that just don't feel don't don't get upset like when they. No, not that. Oh, I, mean, okay. I I never get upset about Auburn basketball. Okay. I mean, I may get sad and depressed. But that's just normal. Uh, but as far as that's negative, <laughs> yeah. As far as uh, Dan Gell goes, I, I don't know what's going on. Like I feel like he's sometimes on the cusp of, I don't know, finding something, but then... I think you have to start Jalen going forward. I think you do. Because because you got more production in the however many minutes that... that uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the stat broadcast now. You got more production in the past two games in however many minutes... That Jalen has played, then you've gotten out of the four spot playing Dan Jell and Anthony there for the past like, two weeks. Hey, and I think that I'm like, I'm not gonna say, all right, just for me looking, I mean, I can't really say too much because he's on the floor, he's doing what he's doing. Um, I think Dan Jell is really, really worried about just the offensive side because on defense, it's just like he's lost, and it's kind of like, come on, bro. Maybe he's pressing too much to get to be able to be on the offensive side. Maybe he get, it starts with defense first. So I think if he can just go ahead and get back to the bases, he should be fine. But he really frustrated me. I, uh, shout out to Austin Wiley. Um, 
I finally took my bias away from him and really just watched him. He's he's good. So I was impressed by him. That was now, part. I say what I say, and then Dangel inexplicably has the highest plus minus of the game on Saturday. He did. He was 0-5 from the field, 0-4 from three, hit three free throws, had one board, two assists, three fouls, two turnovers, and three steals, and was plus 11. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, that's that kind of like I don't know how I don't know how that how that happens. I was I was kind of upset that Samir. I mean, Samir had a two on one where he opted to to drive, get fouled instead of kicking it out to uh, Dangel for them one a, selfish a guaranteed layup. But I mean, it's Dangel, so. I don't know. Maybe he liked his free throw shooting better than his his um his chances of Dangel making a layup. It's so. amazing the way that some something <laughs> fell. Which is everything's fell. fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, Actually, everything's not fine. But keep going. <laughs> it's impressive the way that uh, Dangel he, his body just contorts when he shoots threes, and he just forms like a perfect C in the air, which. Maybe if he didn't do that, he could quit hitting the front rim on the three. But, yeah, I mean, you come into a game where Purifoy's 0-5, McCormick's 3 of 10, Jamal's 0 of 1 on his one three-point attempt. But he, I mean, you had guys like Jalen come give you 4 of 7, Flanagan, Playing is two of two. I mean, you had you had a couple guys step up. Cambridge was three of five from three. Auburn started three of fifteen from three and then finished the game four of five. That was huge. With with fourteen thirty five left and the timeout down seventeen, I looked at my buddy who I was with and I was like, "Man, we can't score like at all." And I said. This might be the least fun home Auburn basketball game that I've been to in a long time. And then All we switched a flip. or uh, Yeah, we switched the flip and went off. Went on an 18-0 run. Yeah. It's hard to... Uh, 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 this game? Who they play next? Ole Miss on Ole tomorrow. Mississippi. Yeah, those guys. Don't be surprised. Oh, gosh. I was thinking that last night. Uh, um, don't mm. be surprised. I'm telling you. You know, we suffer from Kentucky as our next game-itis. And oh, yeah. We did that last time, and well, we'll, do, we'll do it again. If we if it goes like last time, then we have to come back and beat Kentucky in double overtime so we can go beat Kentucky and Rupp. Jesus. <sighs> Jesus. Don't, don't y- like y'all, y'all, y'all keep talking about Kentucky and Rupp and um Samir, come on, man. Let's go, bro. Let's go. Let's go, bro. What do you I don't know what that noise means. What does that noise mean, Jared? I don't know. I don't like that. That, that. that also means I'm unsure. Let's this go. is I mean, a I think we're getting ran out. I'm I personally right now believe we're gonna get ran out the building in Rupp. Like That sounded like the polar opposite of what you were starting to say. Was it? Yeah, it really I don't think any <laughs> of us think that we're going to go into Rupp and just like... Uh-oh. 80 to 53. We, Auburn. We just haven't... Kidding. Hey, we haven't won in Rupp, Jared, in 32 years. Hey, you being for real? 
Like, it's been it's just like that's just like the they haven't won since nineteen eighty eight. It's like it's like Kentucky, Florida uh, football. We got a thirty plus years, and then that one year, Kentucky was like, "I'm done. I'm fed up." Maybe this is Auburn's year. Well, that was. I've like flip flop back and forth on this. That was different because that was football, and it's a far superior team playing a far far inferior team. Which, to be fair, over these thirty two years. It's yeah. most of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the last, what, four? Auburn's been a lot closer. The last three, Auburn's been... Auburn has a winning, what, a winning record over the last four years against Kentucky? I believe that's the case. Um, like that. It's beautiful. Let's go, boys. But this is... You play them more often than once a year in basketball. So, And sometimes even three if you meet up in a tournament. So, Four, if you're lucky. Four, if you meet him up in both tournaments. Let's head to a quick Jared's, one. Jared's dreading that idea right now. Yeah, I really am. He doesn't want to play Kentucky I don't, I don't, I don't even want to play like hey, I don't think, but, Vermont. But to be right fair, now. I don't think I don't think Kentucky wants to play Auburn four times. Nashville is Auburn Arena. More than Auburn Arena is Auburn Arena. It, I, <sighs> oh, we just jinxed Auburn for this SEC basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. Don't, worry. don't worry. Don't worry. Hillman's going. Hey, this yeah. is... This this can this Ole Miss team. I'm 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 looking at the schedule right now. They are not they're not on, on a heater right now. It's 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 looked pretty bad here the last little stretch. I'm just saying, Hillman went to the Elite Eight and Sweet 16. Didn't go to the Final Four. Also, how does Ole Miss allow 130 points on Saturday? Who are they playing again? Alabama. Alabama at home. Alabama knows how to score. They got shooters. You can't allow 103 points to anybody in the conference unless hey, you go to quadruple like, overtime. Georgia. Yeah. We'll be back in a quick second here on the extra point here on WGL 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Welcome back inside the extra point here on WEGL 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Hello, everybody. Jared Dota and join me in the studio. <laughs> I want that was a good one. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I couldn't find a. That was uh, good, wasn't it? I couldn't find a way to uh, yeah. integrate that into our Alabama Ole Miss discussion. But yeah, that was a a, a scene when uh when 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 Miss Marianne sunk a 94 foot 94-year-old Miss Marianne hit a 94 foot putt. Their deal's way better than, than I, the Auburn one. Do you have to be 94 to, to go for it is at you the win, you win, you win $1,000 or $10,000? You don't get the full car. Well, you get like... You half, get money half, towards a car. You get half a car. You get the 20. something good. Courtesy of uh, Hoover Toyota. Oh, yeah, man. but you, you get a full-blown car if you're old, miss. Which, if but I'm, you also have to be 94, apparently. I mean, I've never seen a 94-year-old go for it in Armour Arena. It's usually some guy off the student section. Well, I think that that's probably how Ole Miss gets away with the full car as they pick people. <laughs> There's no chance this lady gets it done. <laughs> hey, greens are fast in Oxford. That's all I have to say. Oh, man. Uh, welcome back to that extra point here on WGL 911 and Eagle Eye TV. If you want to call in, you can at 334 
844-943-9345 or ask a question on our live stream on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, and YouTube. Let's quickly turn to our own shindig that's happening in six days, the Extra Point All-Star Game. As the first four picks were already in, as I took Bay Marks, Hayden Desmond, Chris Tobias, and Carter Bird on my team. As now the next four picks are coming in, and Devin, I'll let you take it away. Even though we know one of your two picks, who they're going to be, uh, I'll let you go ahead and take it away. My first pick, I'll take JP. Devin will take JP. He'll be his first pick. And then in my next two, I will go Levi Fitzwater and everybody's favorite, Noah Gardner. Mm. And your last pick, Devin? Mm. Uh, even though, I mean, we know who it is. Mm. Wait, wait. Yeah. Dang. Noah's playing? Yes. Didn't know that. Yeah. You took my guy. But, uh, <laughs> let's go, um, let's go Davis. Devin, you seem very unsure about those picks. Let's go Davis. No, because you had took my, you, you messed up my thing, but it's okay though. Davis. Uh, who did I take that you were looking at? <laughs> Noah. <laughs> you know Noah? <laughs> yes. Do you? Yeah. Okay. First, I don't care who I, I don't care who I'm at. Listen, I'm going to beat, we're going to win. That's just point blank, period. No, right. I don't care not. who you got. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you get three quarters. <laughs> All right, because I got something up my sleeve now. So don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about who I know. Who I don't. I don't have to know nobody. We're going to beat you. All right. I would believe right. that if All you right. chose anybody but Noah. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm saying. Caught out the game already. Uh, All right. That's, that's, that's one. I'm not even going to break your team down on, that, on, this TV, on this screen. So go ahead. Um, you gotta know. Let me go with. Why can't you tax? And I don't even know it. Let me go. <laughs> let me go with Davis, and um, that'll be my second one. All right, we'll get to our other picks on the other side of the break. Uh, yeah, Cordy, you got attacked. <laughs> I'm not sure what was that, but that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But the extra point All Star game in six days on March. He's angry of now. Five p.m. And he's just angry because he knows his team gonna lose by thirty. That's all it is. Oh, but you did. But you, you know you really did. No. Emma? Yeah. Really? You, you need to like go back and wake really? up. Go back to sleep. Wake Your up. Your first pick was JP. Up. I don't think you. I, I was laughing last night. Who was me? What? You? Yeah. You're good. Uh, it's, I'll it's, give you I'm that. enough. I'm enough. I promise uh, you. I promise, I'm enough. Your, I promise. your whole starting five. No, I'm enough. I promise. Okay. You. Okay. I promise you. Okay. Especially if you're gonna be on the court. I promise you. I promise you. I will tell you what we're going to do right now. Whenever this guy is on the floor, we are attacking you. Me? Yeah. Up. Oh. And I bet we drop fifty. Period. Where are you going? This man's so angry. I gotta leave. <laughs> That's just facts. So let's go. All right. So let's go into the next break. Or you? Because um, you can just give me whoever you want to give me. We got three minutes until our next break. Hey, shout out to gymnastics. They went up to Fayetteville. <laughs> They got their first win since 2014 in the Arkansas. The smoothest so, transition you so, heard. How about, how about our girls <laughs> going up there? I mean, big bounce hey, back. Yeah. How about gymnastics? How about gymnastics? Um, really, after that, mm, it was a tough scene against Florida. I think I don't know. A tough we, scene against Florida and Kentucky. Well, we, we, all, we all had to see that. But, I mean, they got the job done. They put in the work. Jeff Graba, friend of the show, um, got their girls together. And they put together a great performance, um, all four phases of the game. And... Uh, Got a, got a win. Four and six on the season. Three and four in SEC play. Are we still ranked? 
I, I know we were ranked 20th is, when okay. we played when we yes. had the, our matchup with Arkansas. It was 20 versus 14. Gotcha. Win by a final total of 196.5 to 196.025. The studio is falling apart. What is happening right now? This, t- I don't know. The craftsmanship of JP Williams. That's what I'm saying. That was your first pick, by the way, and our studio is falling apart. So will your team on Sunday, Devin. Deep in thought. <laughs> you man, I don't want to break up this game anymore. I feel like I feel like he's getting oh. increasingly angry. Oh, we're only halfway through the draft, so we kind of have to. I don't like this. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 go ahead and head to our next commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have more extra point here on WGL nine one one and Eagle Eye TV. And welcome back inside Extra Point here on WEG on 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Jared Dillon joining me in the studio is Carter Bird, Devin Foreman, and Jack Hart as we have eight minutes until our top of the hour break. But before we get into that, Devin, I'll let you go ahead and get your next two draft picks in the Extra Point All-Star Game draft. Since you got everybody um, that's kind of like tall, I'm about to get some size done just in case, just in case. So I'll go with, I guess I will go with my guy. Um, let's go with, I mean, size-wise. Andy, let's go Andy, I guess. Let's go Andy. And then I got another one, right? You do. Behind that one. All right. So um, I'm going to need some somebody who can press the ball. I, I don't need him to really do too, 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 too much. I already talked to him about it. So let's go with... Um, I don't think you're going to take that yet, but let's go with Javon first. That one on that one. Next. All right, I got my start five. Okay. All right. All right. And then I have two picks left. I, I got to think about it for a second, and then I'll, I'll give my picks. But uh, what else has happened this weekend in sports? That just- For the first time, I really sat there, and I became a boxing fan, and my guy loses, and I was Ooh, I was mad. He didn't say it. I was really mad. And, you know. Perturbed. You know, he was like, I just really was disappointed. Perplexed. So I was really upset. Really, 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 really upset. I really got into boxing for, like, the first time, like, all through the whole entire training camp and everything. I watched it the whole entire way, and I was very disappointed. But it's going to be my boy coming back. We ain't too much, you know. It was a blow, but we coming back, though. You know, I. Part three coming soon. Can't help but think that, but we got to get Anthony Joshua too. So got to get both of them. It didn't really shock me that much because the first time, oh no, I yeah. thought Tyson Fury was the better technical boxer. Yeah, and I thought it was just Deontay. Deontay is more powerful, and if he can stand in there and he's stable on his base, then he can throw those power punches. But he he was off balance. Early. Early. But 
well, the moment the whole ear thing happened, right? Blood coming out the ear, I knew it was numbered at that point. I mean, you could tell before the fight you could, how it was going to go. Yeah, it, it wasn't, like, I mean, especially the first fight, it wasn't the same vibe. It, it was something. Deontay it was something looked, off. it was nervous energy. Yeah, he looked The off. whole time pre-fight. He was walking around constantly, constantly stretching out. Tyson Fury's laying on a couch with Chilling, a crown, bro. and then he, at one point, they, they show a split screen. Deontay Wilder's getting uh, stretched out, and... Um, Tyson Fury is doing inappropriate dances in his locker room, <laughs> uh, and then Deontay walks all the way to the to the ring. Tyson Fury gets carried on a throne, and that like, ain't no little dude, man. No, he's not <laughs> six nine two seventy three, but um, it just looked like it looked like Tyson. There's more pressure on Deontay coming in. Tyson looked more comfortable. Deontay expended more energy before the fight. And then when when the fight started, we saw the better technical fighter just take the fight over yeah. from the get-go. I was very I was very I mean, disappointed. I mean, I maybe, see it happen. Maybe you can make an argument that Wilder won round two. Maybe. That's the only round he probably won, for real. Like, that's he, the only no, one he, he, may not, he may not have won that one, though. Like, like it may that may have been an even round, or you may have, you may have given it. Still, you you theoretically like if you wanted to, you could have given that that round to Tyson, but Tyson was just better than him. And as soon as he got, as soon as Deontay got off balance, he's not gonna be able to throw that that the bigger racer as everybody calls it. Cause that's one man. Because I mean that's that's what he he's needed, and I've watched Deontay fight four or five times now and every time I watch him it's yeah he's got the most power in the ring every time he comes in there and yeah when he smells the blood in the water he comes at you and he finishes it but he at no point have I sat there and been like this guy is a great boxer Almost he's definitely. an unbelievable like, unbelievable power Great puncher, one of the best at finishing a fight. Yeah, in boxing, but he's not a great boxer. And the thing as far as staying in there, slipping punches, throwing a jab, doing things that make truly elite boxers elite, he he hasn't shown that really. And the thing that I was I was really thinking like going into the training camp, you know, knowing that the first the first fight you could really just gave it to Tyson. I really think they just I think they just gave it a draw just because to get the second fight to get ready, you know, to build it up a little I bit. I mean but by I really, by making the first one a draw, I feel like we made the pressure more on Deontay. So though. much greater on Deontay in the second one. Because Tyson's sitting here and he's like, huh. Oh, I don't have anything to lose still. I'm still the underdog. I'm still Yep, I just didn't. I didn't understand how how we made Tyson the underdog in fight number two, a decently heavy underdog for two very evenly matched fighters. I think just because Deontay was, it's just he Deontay. It, it just like you said, it, he only need one. It's just one punch. That's all he need. 
That's, that's basically what, all he needs. Physically, it looked like the best I'd ever seen Deontay in a, in a ring. Exactly. He really he did looked, look nice. He looked phenomenal. Like, he looked <laughs> bigger. <laughs> he still looked in shape. It was just, it was weird. I just think he, it, he, he never looked night, comfortable. Man. He always was the entire fight. He was going back. It wasn't he never. Night. He never was coming forward. It wasn't. I, I just think it wasn't his night. And I thought during the training camp he was going to work on some of the actual boxing because he only need with him having that right hand. He only need. He don't need like a great percentage of just knowing how to box for it. He just need like a little bit of it. Which I'm thinking in like the training camp he's gonna get a little bit of it, be able to box him a little bit and then catch him with that right. And it, he, like you said, he just didn't look comfortable from the beginning. You could definitely tell. So I was very disappointed. But, you know, my boy coming back already. He had his prince walking and, in the game. That's another thing he should not did. And, and I'm, not, I'm not sure that in a third fight Deontay wins because Tyson's really known for being a great boxer. And when he wants to, he can slip punches. And we never even saw him have to have to try that. He basically just walked directly at Wilder and just threw punches, and he won the fight that way. At no point did we see him, because he's had Muhammad Ali-type stretches where he ducks what, what? 10 punches. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying he's Muhammad no, Ali. No, 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 no. I'm no, saying, no, no, like, no, no, yeah. where he, he can just... He can duck and bob and weave out of every out, out of every punch that's being thrown, and he didn't even have to do that because there was no pressure on him. I, I mean... Of course, I mean, of course, Deontay catches him one time with that. It's it's all different, but yeah, it just. I'm not sure that Deontay. I think I'm not even sure if Deontay wants to come back immediately and do the within 60 days rematch with him. Oh, no. because he may need to go no beat up on some inferior yeah, yeah, guys yeah. and rebuild confidence. He got to go. He gotta, <laughs> I, I mean, I like I, I love Deontay. He got to go back and go back to the ground work and get right. And then come back. I'm not saying maybe about a two years. I would say because he he got to have some time to get right. Because you know he said on um, Tyson Fury said he finna get out the game anyway. He said he's got a couple fights left, which I think in his mind is a rematch with Deontay. Because De- he th- I think he thinks Deontay is gonna going to uh, take th- take the rematch. Yeah. So we're gonna have that for the third one of those fights. I, which, which you know, if if Deontay wins, we're gonna have a fourth. We're gonna have, you have to because because then in, technically in the record book it's one one and one. Um, if Tyson wins, Wilder and five. the spectacle of Fury Joshua yeah. in England is gonna be easily the biggest what the biggest thing in English boxing history. Close They're going to have it. the fight in England. Close two English it. dudes. It's Anthony Joshua, who is an, considered, what, an all-time great and yeah. almost unbeatable until Ruiz took him out, and then he took it back from him. And then we're going to have <laughs> Tyson Fury up there, who hasn't lost yet. That's going to be crazy. I mean, that's going to be an event, and it may not sell as well as in America as this fight did. Yeah. But every television oh, gonna have that. in <laughs> Europe, especially in England, is going to be on that fight. Yeah. Hey, get back to the drawing boards, bit dog. We'll be all right. We coming back. Did we talk about the uh, licking of the blood situation? 
Why do you? Keep We've not talking? talked about that yet. Okay. You, I mean, you, you well, like the, the the man's a, you like that? The man's a psycho. He's like crazy. That. He's crazy, and I love it. You know how crazy got to be to walk in. But I mean, he's. This a, is like the second or third crazy, fight man. I've seen him win the fight, and then take the microphone and start singing after. He's he's a character. I think that's why people are, people fall in love with him. Hey, okay. How did you feel about the corner? Throwing in the towel for Deontay. Need, I really they, felt they like they to. should have. They but, you know, Deontay made this the comment that he wrapped wanted he to go out of the shield. But I ain't studying that, Deontay. We got to say you sometimes. I understand when to go out I mean, on the shield, but also we got to make sure no, that. At, at, at no point did I think that he was going to turn that around. When, I didn't when, think when so When things either. started slipping, he, he showed no – there were no signs of life. There was no There was no big punch the other way that made you think – I mean, he he could catch him and he could win this. He was off balance. He was going backwards. He was wildly throwing punches when he was throwing punches, and then other than that, and he was just eating punches. I really thought like if he would have caught like a couple of, a couple of them lefts and then hit him with a right one good time, they'd be like, okay, let's try to get it. But when he was, it was just crazy. But social media went crazy with it, and I really think if you're an American in the state of Alabama and you got something to say, like. Don't don't do that, don't do that. He's an Alabama product. Like chill out. I mean, but he is from that one place. I don't care. This man is from the state of Alabama. Let's not let's not do him like that. For some people, the for some people that matters. For some people that matters. You know, you I've, I've wondered it before. He's 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 tried to stay with his his trainers that he's had his whole career, right? Yeah. He made that obvious in his um, interview. I'm, I'm wondering if that's starting to hurt him. Because, because he pro- he, we, yeah. I mean, we, we haven't, we're not known for, our state's not known for our boxing champions. True. And I wonder if he needs to go get with Some other a help. truly elite boxing coach yeah. and see if he can develop his style into a little more of a true boxer but his his morals and things are really deep into family so yeah no that's no, gonna be and, hard and, for him yeah and you but, know i think he, he should i think he should i don't think he should i think he should just bring somebody in yeah he can bring in other people without but, pushing away you know his original he, coaches you know right? but he's he's and, very deep and, with the family thing and that's, that's kind of hard he now, definitely uh, now exemplifies that bringing in new coaches while not pushing away his his family so to speak could cause a rift, especially if the new coaches don't jive well with his current coaches. But and he said in his interview that if they don't, if you don't jive well, if you don't, if you can't kick it with them, then you can't kick it with him. So I mean, that may be a mind thing needs to change. And losing your title and your first fight may be something that changes that. But he Who had knows? ten title defenses. Yeah, Whew. he That's did a lot, man. I mean, we we've, we've had. Two recognizable great boxing champions before Deontay, but I mean, there's a good thirty-year gap between Deontay and the last one. Evander Holyfield, Evander, yeah, Evander. and Joe Lewis were the were the other two that jump off the page to me. Yeah, hey, and shout out to Joe Lewis. Product, uh, never mind. Let me not say that. Let's not go there. All right. Uh, I don't. I don't know. What that I, means. Didn't, I didn't know where he was going. I mean, he's from the city. You know what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, before we head to our five-minute commercial break, let's go ahead and end this draft, Devin. Okay. 
But my last two picks, because I only have two spots left on my team. Okay. I'll have to go endurance. Somebody I know can run up and down the floor and somebody that I can trust. Okay. That'd be Jack Hart. Thank you, Jared. It's an honor. Took my coat, man. So I'll take Jack Hart, and then with my final pick, I will go Amanda Warren uh, okay. on my team. So, okay. Devin, that means you automatically draft okay. Delaney Barrow, Jacob Hillman, Alex Houston, and Brooks Childress. All right, bet. Bet I'm with it. So that so that's the teams. Bet. I mean, in six days, here we go. March 1st, right? March 1st. We'll better see. show up. Don't, don't, we ain't talking no more, bro. All right. You ain't my friend. I don't like you. Let's head to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have more extra point on the other side of the break here on WGL 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Welcome back inside the Extra Point here on WEGL 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Hello, everybody. Jared Dillard and joining me in the studio is Carter Bird, Devin Foreman, and Jack Hart. As we get into more discussion on things from this past weekend, uh, I mean, I guess... College basketball? College basketball. Who wants to take it here? NFL Combine? NFL um, Combine measurements? We can get into that in a second. Well... I watched a pretty exciting uh, Kentucky-Florida game on Saturday. I don't know if you caught it. But uh, I think Auburn can uh, kiss their regular season title hopes goodbye and focus on gearing up for Nashville because I don't think they're going to catch the Wildcats. It just it, Does it not bother anybody else that ESPN and the SEC Network have already proclaimed that Kentucky has locked up the SEC regular regular season championship. There's three games left. They're up by two games, and Auburn has like if Auburn go like yes, they'd have to go in three. Yes, I know that's not gonna happen. But if Auburn goes three zero, Auburn is the sole SEC regular season champion. I think it wouldn't be as much of a. I feel like I think it's dumb. Like like yeah. I like. I don't think you should say things like that when it, there's a theoretical chance that you're wrong. I guess they just plan the odds. You gonna, <laughs> you gonna say words on your radio show, Jared? No, I have no comment on what the SEC Network does. Fair. Yes. They make just killer bar graphs. They're great at their job. I love watching it. Well, uh, I can tell you a mistake that I made yesterday. If it makes you guys feel better. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. It was the last picture for UCF. I accidentally did the wrong two-letter tricode for Arizona. Instead of AZ, I put AR. So if you go back and watch the broadcast, he is not from Phoenix, Arkansas. He's from Phoenix, Arizona. So mm. everybody makes flubs. Speaking of flubs, let's talk about some upsets. Um I thought, you, I thought you were going to talk about the the eighteen to nothing run graphic. No, I I think I've 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 let my thoughts on that pretty clear. <laughs> um, Indiana beat Penn State. 
because Penn State slapped the floor. I what I don't tell you. It's, it's a curse. Right it, wait, wait, wait. So time out, time out, time out. So Indiana beat Penn State because Penn State slapped the floor? Yeah. Is it after Michigan State lost after slapping the floor? Yes. What's wrong with the Big Ten? They don't learn. You don't they don't watch. And it, Indiana so. gets the privilege of playing in Mackey Arena on this Thursday where Purdue might drop a hundred. I just lo- I love this conference. I think they deserve the most conference uh, NCAA tournament teams just because of how well they play. How the depth of this conference. I'm still just looking at the the, er, the poor one in fifteen conference play uh, Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah, and they're probably going to reach the semifinals in the tournament anyway. And I'm really looking forward to the, the Big Ten. The two tournament. through five spots in the Big Ten all share a ten and six record. I, I had to put Wisconsin on the graphic last night, and I, I, I did not have the assets for that. Is it, is it sad that I am looking forward to the Big Ten tournament more than the SEC tournament? Because I just want to see chaos. I think you're going to get chaos in Nashville, but there, there will be no chaos like you'll see in Indianapolis as well. Like Indianapolis may burn down. Is that, now, Final Four is in Atlanta this year, I was about to say. I think next year is in Indianapolis? In, in the Annapolis. Is it in Atlanta this year? The Final Four? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know what's <laughs> dumb? What? Might push up now. Auburn's twenty three and four, and Ken Palm has us ranked thirty eighth. I don't know how we dropped so much for beating, for covering the spread and beating Tennessee at home. Uh, Minnesota, thirteen and thirteen, thirty first. Minnesota, not a tournament team. Well, then if you don't have a winning record, I don't think you can go, unless you win your conference tournament. <laughs> Like, I think they're going to be ineligible to make the tournament. <laughs> oh. Poor Minnesota. Not just poor Minnesota. Like, just like no. 14 and 14 Purdue ranked 25th. He popped just going by the eye. You know, by, by the eye. You know. And then, How can you go by the eye with a team that's lost 10 more times? He probably said they face better competition. I mean, we haven't even got to the fact that one and two losses past weekend. Yeah, and and, and four. State. Yeah, and so I mean everybody's getting. State, have you have you seen my tweet? Ohio State beat Maryland. No, I haven't seen your tweet. There was carnage. Ohio State beat Maryland. It was like nothing really happened to the top five, and then like all of a sudden everybody it, got it, sprayed. It, it was once once the eleven a.m. domino of Baylor fell. The the whole college basketball world took notice and instantly collapsed. All right, we had Baylor that was sitting sitting pretty for about a month after all those number ones fell, and then it all happened at once. From Monday to Sunday, a Kansas lead. Here's a recap of everything that happened: one loss, two loss, four, six, seven, nine twice, thirteen, fourteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty-one twice, twenty-two, twenty-four, and twenty-five all lost. Aren't we thirteen? Yes. Oh, hey man, it'd be that day sometimes. So that, that does this mean that like for the most part, there may not be a lot of moving around. They'll find a way to drop us because we haven't gotten great respect from the AP poll all all year. I mean that's fair. Remember, we gotta we gotta abandon all hope, all expectations, and that's when Auburn does good. Yeah, but Baylor. Gonzaga, San Diego State, that runs over. It was fun while it lasted, but those running Rebels, they got them. I ain't watching them, though. They look pretty good, though. San Diego State or UNLV? San Diego State. 
They they're, really they're, good. No, they're a good team. They got shooters. They look really good. They're a good. They're a very good team. The question becomes, can they stack up with the rest of college basketball in a tournament? Which we don't really know because their heart, their their toughest game is what? Was it Utah? San Diego State? Well, what's going to be San Diego State's problem, which I definitely agree with the take that their best chance to make a run is probably to lose another game, drop to the two line, and be the two seed out west rather than be the one seed in New York. Um, but their fir- they'll win their first game in the tournament. Yeah. And then from then on, they're seeing a level of opponent that's not, one, scared of them because the, the opponent would have seen teams like them, or two, and two, is a higher level opponent than they've seen their entire season. They'll see an eight or a nine, and then it only gets harder from there. Yeah, and it's not as though I'm going to think San Diego State's going to walk in and get blown out. It's more as, oh, they'll compete, and they'll be close, what well, are some tough teams you got to go against? They just showed a little bit of mental fatigue down the stretch in UNLV because they don't know how to play from down 10 for the entire second half. Which Auburn knows how to do very well for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, that's the skill you need in March. That's where, a that's lot where of Auburn feels comfortable, apparently. Yeah, yeah Auburn... If Auburn's down... They said the only rate we're going to cover this spread if we get down 16. <laughs> yeah, if, if Auburn's down by 10 with 10 minutes to go in the NCAA tournament, I'm feeling great. That's a lock. Yeah, that's a lot. That, that's an automatic Auburn dub. Um, man, I just, I just, yeah. Just the it, fact that you said that—that's crazy. That you, you would want your team down. Not that I want it. It's just because you will feel comfortable. Devin, that's crazy. Devin, abandon all hope. Devin, Devin, abandon all hope. It was a joke, sir. No, I believe it was a joke. It was a joke. Oh snap! Oh okay. Let's go ahead and head to our quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have more of the extra point. As maybe we'll get into some crazy stuff that happened with hockey. I believe we're going to sign a petition to fold the Maple Leafs. Maybe if we have some good NFL combine measurements. And we'll have that too on the other side. Stick of the around to hear how big Jake Fromm's hand is. You're watching. Let's hit extra point here. Smaller than Burrows. 91.1 and Eagle Eye TV. Welcome back inside the extra point <laughs> here on WGL 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Hello, everybody. Jared Dillon and joining me in the studio. It's Carter Bird, Devin Foreman, and Jack Hart. All right, we got two. We got two angles. We got NFL draft measurements, just measurements, or we can go <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs and why they should be folded as a program. As a program? Yes. Uh, not a team. Let's. I'll start with uh Let's with, bring that one up. with some exciting hockey action because I I know this this measurements segment's gonna get out of hand, so I just want to put a lid on this real quick. Um, <laughs> the Hurricanes were in town in Toronto on Saturday night, and the Maple Leafs ran into a little bit of bad luck as both their goalie and backup goalie were injured in the game. Wait, you mean the Hurricanes? It was the Hurricanes goalie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the you hel- said Maple Leafs. Oh, the helmet, the helmet confused me. 
So, you, you, you'll see why here in a second. Because, yeah, because both goalies go down, and as per NFL... Is this on uniform factor this week? His, his <laughs> Canes jersey with Maple Leafs helmet? <laughs> his, as per NHL rules, someone's got to be in the net, and it can't be a skater. So, this is when the always exciting emergency backup goaltender comes into play. Uh, I think we saw this two years ago in Chicago. This was a uh, big headline. But Did that guy win? That guy won. That guy, I I don't want to put a damper on this story, but I think that guy's performance was a little more impressive because he faced more than 10 shots. <laughs> but, yeah, the 42-year-old Dave Ayers, who drives the Zamboni for the Toronto Maple Leafs minor league team, the Toronto Marlies, Comes out of the tunnel in a Carolina Hurricanes jersey, stops eight of ten shots, and gets the credit in the scorebook for the six to three win for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, to add to the insanity, Ayers was wearing a Toronto Marlies helmet with his, uh, his a blue helmet with his white and red uh, Canes jersey, and basically is a Maple Leafs fan. So had to. Stop shots against his hometown team, <laughs> and let let this is a team that's in the a dogfight for a playoff spot right now. Both of these programs are, and having to f- and have two of the best Fords in the NHL, and yeah, especially and Austin Matthews, Toronto, the most expensive front line in the NHL, got basically schooled by a forty-two-year-old janitor, and I'm Canes fans couldn't be happier, and. Toronto fans couldn't be happier as he was named uh, the number one star of the game. If you don't know, at the end of a hockey game, there are three stars that are uh, are named uh, and come out and do a quick skate around. And he was the number one star of the game, and Toronto gave him a standing ovation. So, as per NHL rules, Ayers was paid $500 for his performance and is allowed to keep his game-worn jersey. Wait, $500? That's all you get. He got That's the dog. That's all you get. He's, the, the Hurricanes are said now selling his jersey. Uh, and he, they need to put gets, on a contract. Did they stitch up his jersey with a number and the, his last name? Just like I think they steam press a jersey before the game before, yes, as so, an emergency. So they are now selling his jersey, and they're letting the royalties go to him. He okay. also he also had. I still need hang a on. Frame. I need a. Frame. He has so many radio interviews yesterday and today. Pulling it up. Jack, I need a little bit more than five hundred dollars front. I, I need a little bit more than five hundred dollars. I'll actually make. Uh, I talked about the in twenty eighteen. I made more this weekend than that man did. <laughs> Scott Foster was the guy. Was the accountant that played for the Blackhawks. Uh, he played for fourteen minutes and only made seven saves. So yeah, Ayers, he schooled this guy. He played an entire third period, stopped eight of ten shots, and got credit for the six three win. And I yeah, the aftermath continues as um. The Raleigh mayor is coming to formally uh, honor him, and they're flying in David Ayers to Raleigh for a halftime honoring. So, so he had seven interviews yesterday. This guy's living. He has eleven interviews today, <laughs> and he flies to Raleigh. So, he's calling in next segment. These right are there. these well, are well, he shows <laughs> shows like today. It's the Today Show, who which he's already been on. Golik and Wingo, Fox and Friends, Sports Center. Dan Patrick show, the Dan Lebatard show, the extra point, <laughs> and yeah, like the, those are the main ones. <laughs> Pro hockey talk, also. Just keep. I mean, let's just recap. 
a 42-year-old Zamboni driver from Toronto, who is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, who drives a Zamboni for the minor league team, came in for the away team, the Carolina team, as a backup emergency goalie and beat his own team. And this game has playoff implications. <laughs> he got $500. Like $500 against... I, I mean, Austin Matthews probably got $500 like for taking... For spitting on the ice. <laughs> no, for, for for every... Mm, he probably got he probably got double or triple that for every... Probably way more than that. For every like, rotation he was out on the ice. Exactly. Every, every, line, every time his line was out there. It's a feel-good story. You know, Hayden Harris, if you're listening, I know you're upset about this. I saw you tweeting about it. It's okay. It, happen- it happens to every franchise. You just get embarrassed sometimes. The you just got to live with it. The Maple Leafs need to fold. After that, that's bad. Hey, at least you didn't lose in seven to the Bruins yet. Yet. Yikes. Uh, is that five hundred dollars about rule or <laughs> that's? Yeah, you, you have to get if you're if you suit up and hit the ice, you get five hundred dollars. That's it. it. No more. Look, that ain't the I, bare I, minimum. I, I that's know, the minimum. That's I know like, the, oh, okay, so it can be more. Look, I, I know. Does he NHL make more in a night of being a Zamboni driver? Uh, ooh, ooh, probably not. It's probably he doesn't make five hundred bucks. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the average wage of a Zamboni. Hey, on February first, he was the emergency backup goalie for the Maple Leafs AHL team. And there's a picture of him. Er, yeah, that's the helmet he wore. Was the was the Marley's helmet? <laughs> there's a picture of him in his full uniform, sitting rink rink side. Rink. I know I'm spoiled by the fact that the NFL and Major League Baseball and NBA have really big contracts and bonuses and stuff. 500 just seems not a lot. And I know the NHL doesn't have massive, massive contracts, right? Uh, but $500 doesn't seem like a lot. Well, this guy is an emergency goalie that played for I don't care. 15 minutes. I don't care. I don't know if you want him to get a couple million. No. It's just the fact that and then more they than 500. Won. It went like he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like they won. Well, if we know anything from looking at people's salaries, that you don't get paid for how good you are, Devin. You're right. That's true. How you're, much do we def- get paid for this I mean, show? I mean, you're definitely. Right. We get, I mean, yeah. Nicholas Batum and us has different ends of a spectrum. A whole lot. Jared don't pay us, y'all. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I pay you in my hospitality and my good looks. That's what you got. What? You heard me. Carter, please get in your dude. Carter, please say something. <laughs> I don't care enough to <laughs> please say fight him. So the highest paid NHL player this year is Connor McDavid, who makes $14 million. This oh, that year? ain't nothing. What's his contract? That ain't nothing. I don't know. It just tells me what his salary is for this season. Okay. Fun fact. Oh, wait, no. That is, that's 14 mil. It's taking so he makes eighteen point five, including endorsements. The highest contracts. Are y'all ready for this? Yes. Ten years. John Tavares of the Toronto Maple Leafs makes fifteen point nine million dollars. Okay. Austin Matthews of the Maple Leafs makes fifteen point nine million dollars. Mitch Marner of the Maple Leafs makes sixteen million dollars. <laughs> 
And the dude that stopped these guys got five hundred dollars. <laughs> and a big player of the game. And a, and a free trip to Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> Good lord! Oh, they 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 got over. Oh my god! This world. He at least deserves two thousand dollars. <laughs> at they least should, they should just take uh, the three highest played players in the NHL this season are all on the team that got beat by a forty-two year old Zamboni driver. He should just take Marner and Tavares' salary for this game. They don't deserve it. I mean, honestly. Can we go to GoFundMe for this guy? I'm starting to feel bad. Now he'll get his money but from when he sold the jersey. Buy his jersey. Yeah. yeah. Support the brand. Hey, man. Everybody support my guy, man. Go get that. Ride for the brand. All right. Let's go to commercial break. When we come back, then Finally. we'll have combine measurements. Finally. As I try to figure out how... That is a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out how the board works? Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> it's 830. Give me a break. Jared. Uh, Proud of you. As we're going to head to a quick commercial <laughs> break. And when we come back, also when I try to figure out how to work my measurement phone on my app we're gonna come by measurements from the nfl draft you're watching and listening to your point here on wgl 91.1 and eagle eye tv cody's brothers my guys know that they fly know that they ride or die i keep boys by my side cj act never go roll with And welcome back inside Extra Point here on WGL 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Hello, everybody. Jared Dolan joining me in the studio is Carter Bird, Devin Foreman, and Jack Hart as we try to get into the NFL Combine. So, if you're at home during the commercial break, this guy, oh, oh, Jared high. had the dumbest moment of his. Of his the high cam was on. You just couldn't hear anything. We just had the dumbest <laughs> moment of the Extra Point history as. Jack brought in a tape measure to do NFL combine measurements on our hands, and Jared straight up came up and put his hand off the end of like like this. I if said, you're watching I at said, home. I said, "Put your pinky on the metal," and he he did that. He did that. I did it. I don't know what you want from me. I was following directions. Uh, I know you saw everybody else do it. <laughs> you no, I couldn't. I can't see. I can't see over the monitors. My left hand is a good bit bigger than my right one. I'm nine and three eighths on this side. I'm nine mm. and eighth on this. I side. should have knew that before the draft. That's a that's a deduction. Oh, my right hand bigger too. Uh. <laughs> I'm at eight and a half with my right. What kind of? What's going on? Devin's about to have an existential <laughs> crisis. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> He's looking at one hand and talking about how one lied to the other one because they're, they're they're different sizes. Draft combine measurements. Apparently they are in. Oh, and pull it up now. There's some tiny hands out there. There are, uh, especially if you're a quarterback from Princeton. Well, Princeton quarterback. What? Yeah. Are you? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Smart guy. I'm I'm, I'm pulling up these uh, measurements. Oh boy! Does measurements really matter? Or, uh, or, okay. You do you, do you want a four ten quarterback? Hey, if he know how to ball, yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's not gonna be able to see. <laughs> hey, 
He been doing it this long. All right, if we're, if we're, if we're <laughs> going through it, uh, Missouri tight end uh, Albert Alberto, because I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, and everybody calls him Alberto. You got that? Oh, he's six five and four eight, two fifty eight. He's largely considered one of the top two tight ends in the draft. Uh, now let's get to the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, Kelly Bryant, 6'3 and 8th, 229, 9 4 inches hands. Joe Burrow, 6'3, 4 eighths, 221, 9-inch hands on the dot, which is small. Hey, we got the same size hands. I got you have hands. bigger hands. Yes, you have bigger hands than Joe Jerry, Burrow. Jerry, you could be a quarterback at an NFL level. I could. Uh, no. <laughs> um... The poor guy from from Princeton, six four one eighth, two twenty four, eight and two eighth inch hands. He's not going to get drafted because his hands are too small. Man, his hands by side. What? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. He <sighs> he ain't. Mm-mm. Jacob Eason, six five seven eighth, two thirty one, nine and four eighths on the hands. Jake Fromm, Jack Hart's favorite quarterback, six one seven eighths, two nineteen, eight and seven eighths inches hands. Undraftable. Next. Justin Herbert, 6'6", 236, 10 inch hands. Dang. Jalen Hurts, 6'1", 222. That's my favorite. 9 and 6 eighths inches hands. 9 and 6 eighths. The one that makes no sense to me, Brian Lewerke, 6'2", six, six, and 4 eighths. <laughs> Wait, where he from? Michigan State. Oh, 213. From the rafters out of nowhere, 10 and 5 eighths inch hands. <laughs> Michigan State. Has He's got, got Austin Wiley size hands He's got over that here. QB pedigree. Oh, there is a receiver from Arizona State named Brandon Ayuk, five eleven uh, and five eighths, two hundred five, an eighty inch wingspan. Wait, <laughs> J- Jared, no, you're nowhere close. <laughs> you're nowhere close. Hey, what's my wingspan? Hey, get, the, get, get, get the tape measure. Eighty. I mean, I got. Uh, I mean, eighty inches is six and two thirds feet. Unreal. And he's below six feet tall. So, uh, Lynn Bowden, 5'10", 5'8", 204. This dude's knuckles drag on the ground when he walks. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> Lawrence Cager, 6'4", 6'8", 220. Are there any other interesting ones? 80 inches. How long that is? Courtney six, Davis, 6'1", 6'6", 6'6", 6'6". from Texas A&M, so 201. Six and two-thirds. Devin Duvernay from Texas, 5'10", 4'8", 200. Uh-oh, that button ain't dead. Tighten up. Uh, I don't... There aren't any other ones that are really... T. Higgins, 6'3", 5'8", 216. 81-inch wingspan. That's the longest wingspan I've seen so far. 81? Yes. Justin Jefferson, 6'1", 202. I want to 78-inch wingspan. Decent. Decent freaks. Van Jefferson, 6'1", 4'8", 200 pounds. <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa. Don't know why he's in his own group. 6'2", 217. 10-inch left hand, 9-7-inch right hand. He's like me. Okay, so are we done listing off measurements? Seven Numbers three. scare me. Seven three. Jordan Love, 
224, 10 4 inches hands, 80 inch wingspan. Jerry Judy, 6'1, 193. CD Lamb, 6'1, 5'8, 198. Alright, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. Greek. The Greek. We got an I entire just, segment out of that. I just asked, the, asked him, can he look at the Greek Freeze wingspan? Bro, 7'3. Yeah. He's also seven feet tall. So like I don't I don't know what's so shocking there. That's just a lot. That's a he long, but so why you know on TV he looked real, real, real long. But if you just think about it, that's long. Let's I guess we could use that to transition into some NBA talk. Yeah, I was literally going to As the NBA. Milwaukee Bucks long, <laughs> and the Greek freak have clinched a postseason berth and become the fastest team to do so ever. As they uh, have run through it's Devin's weird. favorite Eastern Conference God. and shown shown what Bucks basketball is all about. It's February, and yeah. they have locked it up. So they locked it up basically at All Star break. Yeah, I mean we're, we're we're two games in after the All Star break. They started mm-hmm. playing last Thursday. So have they clinched the one seed though? Absolutely no. <laughs> it, they they're they're in. They're in in April, but okay, okay. it's gonna take a it's gonna take a little more from from the Eastern Conference to to. They have a six and a half game lead, though. I That's swear, a lot of games. The, the, in my mind, the Magic has clinched the eight seed because they've been the eight seed. Uh, I think since before New Year's and haven't moved. I mean, who's gonna catch them? No one. Who's gonna catch? It's the Wizards, Bulls, Hornets, Pistons, Knicks, Hawks, Cavs. That is straight. Garbage. Magic and five. <laughs> Have y'all seen something like the Wizards last like eight losses? Bradley Beal's gone for forty plus in all of yeah, them, and he looks like he it, wants to just the quit gi- basketball. There's a gif of yesterday when he dropped fifty three, and he's just on that bench, looking upset. And I had to be upset too. No, get your son. Get your points, and then they but I can't I mean, say it's your fault. Then you could just go. On, Here's the NBA in a nutshell: LeBron beat the Celtics last night on a clutch shot toward the end. Beal dropped 53 and looks upset. The Bucks clinched the earliest playoff berth in 15 years, and the Mavs are protesting a win or a, a, a Hawks win against them. Good, so, give it to them. We don't want it. Take the win. I don't know what's happening with that, but it's <laughs> happening. Yeah. Take the win. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Bradley Beal's top scoring games this season, 37 points and a loss, 40 points and a loss, 42 points and a loss, 44 points, 10 assists, and a win. Hey, hey. Ooh. 44 points and a loss, oh. 46 points and a loss, 47 points and a loss, 53 points and a loss. He dropped a career high, and they lost by nine. To who? The Bulls. Gonna be against a good, a good team. Either. They lost to the Bulls. They lost to the Bulls, one twenty six to one seventeen. That, that was the game that gave the Bucks a playoff spot too. Oh my goodness gracious! What'd you think about uh, was Zion's three pointer, Carter? Do you like his oh, shooting you mean the form? Step, by, step back. That <laughs> my favorite name in the NFL, Dragon Bender, went and just flying the wrong direction, and Zion just hit a three. Oh. Jared, you look confused by I, the name I, Dragon Bender. No, I thought you said NFL. That's why I got confused. In the NBA, if I said NFL, whoops. Yeah, his uh, his shooting form is it's just beautiful. Did he wait? Did Zion make it? He dropped. Oh yeah, yeah he, he dropped twenty eight last night. Good for him. 
Seems like he's getting back into. Well, I say back into a groove. He's been in a groove for a while now. He yeah. missed a free throw, got the re- rebound, and missed the layup, and then got the follow up lay in to go in for an and one. It's so that's the, that's a big, that's a very high basketball IQ it's play. Padding the stats right there by Zion. Yeah, I mean, it's also just the stuff you can get away with when you play the Warriors. Javon, what? Javale. What are you talking about? He uh, so Devin just officially announced to me on a whiteboard. Uh, he is officially off the JaVale McGee bandwagon. This is <coughs> kind of breaking news. I know. That's what I was thinking. What Why? happened? Yeah, what, what happened? What's, what's what's wrong with you? <sighs> um, I I watched the game. And and my boy only had four points. That's kind of normal for him, to be quite honest. Four points, eight boards. A minus six. It's okay because Dwight Howard had ten point seven boards, a block, a turnover, and it was minus six. I mean, isn't four and they eight? They want a more or less productive minus six, basically. <laughs> isn't four and eight kind of normal for JaVale these days? I, I just, for right now, I don't even want him to start no more. Oh, but I well, thought he was Dwight the top Howard. 30 center in the NBA. No, no, Dwight no, Howard, oh, welcome oh, to the top, no, no, the top no, center in no, the NBA. No, 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 no. That definitely doesn't mean he's going. No. Going well, to sit back down. Well, I mean, if JaVale's not going to start, that means Dwight starts, which means no, he's a top. No, no, Anthony Davis go to the five, LeBron to the four. Caldwell Pope, come on. No, nah, no, nah, I'll leave you on the bench. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, come on in. Danny Green, Avery Bradley. <laughs> We don't need no centers. We going like um what them boy name is over there. The Rockets. <laughs> but a little taller. Just a little bit taller. Let's Just head a to a commercial taller. break Wait. so we let Devin in the break. Wait, so everyone mean- go find the video of Rondo throwing the ball in the air and then it comes down and hits Caldwell Pope in the head. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't want me to keep Caldwell Pope. You're watching Listen Texture for you on WGL 911 and Eu TV. Welcome back inside Extra Point here on WGL 911 and Eagle Eye TV. Hello, everybody. Jared Dolan joining me in the studio is Carter Bird, Devin Foreman, and Jack Hart. We don't have much. We got six minutes. Seven minutes. Um, Y'all guys made my morning, man. I want to appreciate y'all, man. The get up, man. Hey, we got I, our I really wingspan measurements. Y'all. That's good. Yeah, I really made me. Yeah, I, 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 really, I, I really thought I wasn't going to make it to 70. I really thought. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be shamed in front of everybody. So Devin had the longest wingspan. I had the second longest. Jack had the third longest. And Jared brought up the rear by three inches. I feel like that's to be expected, though, right? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised about where I was, but I'm not surprised I'm last. Fair. Hey, it's all right, though. Devin's wingspan won't help him in the All-Star game. 
I want. How do I rank up with the NBA players at seventy-seven inches? That ain't nothing. Like which percentile? No. I don't Very know. much on the low end. Yeah, <laughs> because ninety-nine I mean, percent of the NBA is taller than you. That's six and a half feet. Six a little less than six and a half feet. And what Giannis was seven three. Well, I mean he's upper percentile, but yeah, yeah, he's up there. Jesus, Henry Ruggs, five eleven, one eighty eight. Oh. <laughs> Hey, what his what his forty time gonna be? Hey, you the over under is at four how much time you got? Five five. <laughs> the over under is set at four two five five. Hey, Devin, you want to get your forty time in here? No. <laughs> it's gonna be like, just run back and forth right there. It's gonna be a. I don't know. It's yeah. gonna be a ooh four two. That's the over under four two five five. Because he's regarded as the fastest fastest player in the combine. I'm gonna go coming in. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I gotta go over, man. There's no way a dude going under four two five like that. What's the fastest ever been? That's what four two four two two. That's not Devin Hester anymore, is it? That's no. Uh, it's John Ross. Yeah, four two two. That's fast, man. That's fast. It's lightning fast. John Ross ran a four two two with the NFL Combine, breaking the record of four two four. Unless we go off the Bo Jackson NFL Combine, which in which he ran a four one eight. What? Yeah. Bo. Bo I, I like beast. Bo. I like Bo. This is back before the official NFL Combines. So they had like unofficial NFL Combines where like they just get a group of players together. Hey, time this right here. Kinda oh wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. The nineteen eighty six NFL Combine. Bo Jackson ran a four one three. No, Devin's Devin, Devin, Devin's, Devin's, quitting. Devin's Devin's quitting because Bo Jackson runs too fast. In <laughs> <laughs> Bo, how big Bo? Tecmo Bo. Bo was big. Can't catch him. Uh, two thirty. Two thirty ran a four one. Six one two thirty ran a four one three. There's a reason yeah. why he's considered the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, a man was a freak of nature. And then he was strong too. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, at one point he was potentially regarded as the strongest MLB player with the strongest arm. Yeah. There's a there's a story that Joe Madden told this past week, a Bo Jackson legend, that uh, Joe Madden spring training was considering letting Bo pitch an inning on the mound because he said he had the strongest arm, arm he'd ever seen. So he tossed him a ball, and he said, hey – throw this ball for us. And he said, just without warming up at all, he just turned and just threw it on a line to some dude up in the third deck. And the dude just caught it. <laughs> just some random dude just catching the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, well, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, he hadn't, he hadn't warmed up at all. He said what he did was actually impossible. And then he did it. Oh, Jackson's a beast. Not much you can say after, after it, that. Is anybody else closer than that? Like anybody closer to a four one two three? What you said four one three? <laughs> is anybody closer? Like, if anybody beat that? I mean, Olympic sprinters, but okay, okay, okay. That, that's, that's, that's Anthony Schwartz. I really think I he'll mean, get by. <laughs> I really, I think, I think he'll get. If Anthony Bo Swords so. beats Bo, then he won't be playing football because he'll be on the Olympic team this yeah. summer. 
All right, so it's USA? so here's the official story. One day we're warming up in Anaheim, and a dude's up there fixing the scoreboard, and the guy yelled out, "Hey, Bo, throw us a ball." He picked up a ball, took one crow hop, and threw it like straight up and hit the dude right in the hands. The guy's up in the third deck with the scoreboard. I don't know how high it was, but he hadn't played. He had not played catch. He was not warmed up. So to throw a ball up there on the third deck, third deck was pretty much impossible. It ain't. That's your Bo Jackson story of the day. The only thing comparable I can think of that is when um, Nadal hit the hit the ball right into the the press box, right into the guy's hand from from the court. He hit it all the way to the top of the arena, just with like one underhanded swing. Oh, I'm just trying to think of other Bo Jackson stories. Like the the one that supposedly his first round of BP in Kauffman Stadium, he hit a home run off the crown on the scoreboard, which they said they'd never seen a ball go that far. They'd never seen somebody approach that, and he hit one off the crown. Which let me let me, let me show you Kauffman Stadium. I have a video of someone playing Mario Kart on the crown. If you'd like to see that as well, Kart, you have fifty five seconds. Man, you just gotta think about it. Man, man. I just. Go ahead, Jack. This, this goaltending stuff they said in the he NBA. Hit one off the crown. It's getting crazy. Uh, we saw it in the Blazers game. <laughs> that ain't true. Kevin just said that ain't true. It's in the Bo Jackson 30 for 30, and it's somebody on the Royals <laughs> saying it. So, uh, Well, I guess I did the first show today. Thank you guys for joining my show, Carter Bird, Devin Foreman, and Jack Hart. It's our show, Jared. A lot, no, it is our show. A lot of fun. Taking each other's measurements. <laughs> we, let's see. We, we we drafted our all-star game. We took each other's measurements. We talked about a tomorrow. We all we all run the combine or we'll run the forty. I don't want to. You don't want to see my forty time. Oh I don't think anyone did that. <laughs> what would your forty time be? About like well, well, no. The, the NBA doesn't do forty time. They do what? The shuttle. Does NBA do the shuttle? Yeah. The yeah. Shuttle like baselines. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what my shuttle time would be. I feel like running a 40 in a shuttle is different. You know what I'm saying? So If I ran a 40, it would probably be a full six. I'm so slow. <laughs> I don't want to see any, oh. I don't, I don't see any of our time. Devin. My 4 six, 40. It's coming off an I'm the slowest. Yeah, how's your foot doing, by yeah. the way? Hey, it's actually You're the doing worst. pretty well. Man. You're the worst for that statement. What? Four six forty is a good time at the combine right now. Especially for you, it's not, a, not in shape. And with the hurt foot. You, no, you I need still to be dug better, over that, man. You still dug it over that yeah, key? I'm saying there is a less than 10% chance you would run a 4-6-40 right now. So what do you think I'd get? It's like a challenge four, for seven, me. 4 7 4 7 Yeah. Oh, God. No, 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 sir. That's just a dis- that's just disrespectful. All right. I guess we're running a 40 that's dis- on, that's, on, that's on next show. That's disrespectful. That's 4 7 5 that's disrespectful. That's that's so disrespectful. Stand by it. Hey. Well, four seven five. Hold on, my. Thank you for watching and listening to Extra Point here on WGL. The ninety one point one FM.